Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Thank you for joining us here on the Victor Mark Show. Victor is on deployment. My name is Frank Sontag. I am filling in for a short time. And one of the many blessings that I have the opportunity to do while Victor is out is to interview some of those behind the scenes at All Things Possible Ministries. Now, recently, I interviewed Chaz Yandel, who's the chief of staff, also the CEO, Jeff Teagues. The man I have on the hotline, I also had a chance to interview, and the first interview was so good, we invited Jeff Crothers back for part two. Jeff is the director of security and does other many other things at All Things Possible Ministries. And brother, appreciate you calling in. How's your day? Jeff Crothers is on the Mar- Victor Mark Show. My day is going great. I've actually, uh, it's been, we've had some beautiful, hot, sunny days. Um, I actually was telling you, I got to work on my tan because I've been out at uh, uh, doing some maintenance on our, our little range that we have in the back of our uh, training center. Now, when you say range, just so the listeners can conjure up an image, we're not talking, at least not today, a range by which you've got 500 cattle out there and you're doing some rustling. It's a range of another type. Yeah, it's a, a place where we get to go back and get to do some shooting. So currently it's about 100 feet long, 24 feet wide. You know, we can fit a bunch of people back there. It's, it's really nice because we get to do, we have 360-degree clearance. And what I mean by that is if you go to your standard indoor shooting range, you'll go up to a line and they'll have a little table. You'll set your gun on the table. And when you're ready to shoot, you can pick your gun up shoot but then you put your gun back down on the table and uh and that's very restrictive and some of the things that we're doing kind of requires us to be i don't know like moving drawing from concealed concealment and shooting at the same time which they'll never allow you to do on a on an indoor range Obviously, on an indoor range, you're you're like you say, you're just in one lane, and you basically look ahead. You fire, you put the gun down, and you don't move. Versus the the many other aspects of learning to fire a weapon. Yes, and there's so much there's so much to that. You know, with the with the work that I do for Mr. Marks and All Things Possible Ministries with security, it, it's really good uh, for us and myself to be able to practice actually real life skill sets that we're going to use. You know, if we do happen to get in a firefight or someone is shooting at us, we're not just going to be standing still. We're going to be, we're going to be moving. We're going to be looking for cover and concealment. And then we're going to be working from that point on. So having the ability to be able to, to move around, to be active, to do some dynamic shooting uh, is really great for us as a team um, and for myself as I travel around with Mr. Marks doing security at the many events that he speaks at. Now, you're director of security at ATP, and you do other things as well, but I want to focus on that for a moment. Part one of this incredible interview, we've asked you back for part two. Part one, we talked a lot about your expertise in the area of martial arts and um, other ways, hands-on 
um, ways in which self-defense and, and the like. Can we talk a little bit and maybe revisit some of that? Because there may be some listeners on this program to the Victor Mark show who have maybe even thought about, gee, someday I'd like to maybe take a martial arts class or, oh, I'm not so sure. I want to, you know, I have a resistance in that area. And yet a large part of your life, you're a black belt, you're a grand champion um, in, in so many areas of, of self-defense. Let's kind of unpack that a little bit for the listeners and talk about maybe just the realities that at the very least everybody should have a modicum of experience and intelligence in the area of self-defense. Would, would that be accurate? Oh, I 100% agree, especially in today's day and age, knowing even just a little bit about self-defense, how to be more situationally aware, and just how to handle yourself, knowing, knowing how to throw a punch, knowing how to take a punch. These are things that are very important to know, you know, how to do. Um, it's, I mean, it's an incredible experience knowing that, man, if someone hauled off and punched me in the nose and broke my nose, that's just the start, the start of the encounter, right? And for some people, they would be like, oh my gosh, he broke my nose. I'd be done after that. I mean, that's, but that's not life, really. I mean, we've, we've got to learn how to get, you know, busted lips and broken noses and keep going. You know? And, you know, through my years of teaching, I taught martial arts. I still teach it. been an instructor for almost 30 years now. Uh, so I've got some time teaching people. And, and everybody always has their excuse. Right. Oh, I'm right. old. Or, or my son does that. Or, you know, my, my knee is really bad. You know, and it's and it's funny, like especially with the people. You know, my knee is really bad, and I'd ask them, "Oh, so if so if a bad guy comes and tries to get you, you're telling me that you're incapable of running away?" And they were like, y "Yes," and I'm like, "Well, well, what are you going to do since you can't run away? <laughs> you you don't know how to defend yourself. You're just kind of you're just kind of there, right?" So um, it was interesting. My father started when he was 45, and so. You know, I don't, I don't think kids ever too old. You, you can never be too old to start learning something new. Mm. I think it can benefit everybody in, in a great way. Jeff Crothers is my guest, Director of Security here at ATP, All Things Possible Ministries. One of our websites, VictorMarksMARX.com. What, what do you think, and there's obviously more than one, but what is the resistance among so many of us not only to maybe try something new, but to get into this area of hands-on self-defense because, Jeff, you're right. I mean, I hear it from so many people. Like, it's either, yeah, one day I, I plan on taking a martial arts class or the other extreme, oh, I, I, I can't do that. It's just we have this resistance to even engaging at all, and yet this is a large part of your life. Yeah, I mean, I believe it probably stems from multiple different angles, depending on who the individual is. Um, sometimes you'll find that people who are Christians, they just don't believe in learning how to do all that kind of stuff yeah. for whatever reason. That's their spiritual angle that they have on learning how to defend yourself, and so they shy away from it. Other people, I think fear is a big stumbling block, is they're just afraid to put themselves out there. And then another one would be, I mean, you look online for a martial arts school and 50 of them will pop up in your area. 
And it kind of makes it difficult. Well, oh, gosh, which one do I go to? And, and, and how do I figure that out? I mean, you know, sometimes people do the same thing with churches. They, they go to a new area, and then there's 50 churches in the area, and they don't know which one to go to. And then they just, they just don't pick one, and then they don't go. Um, so I, I believe that there's a lot of things that can lead someone down that. And then the other thing would just be, I mean, if, if everybody understood how close we are to actually have being in a fight for our life, yeah. people would take a different view on the urgency of needing to know how to defend themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that level of denial is great, especially when you look at the reality of what's going on in the world. And maybe we can come back to that, but I want to pick up on something you said and delve into it a little deeper. Now, we're obviously not here to speak bad of, of dojos or other martial arts ways in which we can go and, and kind of learn. But the question that I think needs to be asked that you touched on, and I'll say it rhetorically and then you can jump in. There are some martial arts um, places you can go. Let's just say the instructors, some of their motivation may be a little misguided, if you know what I'm saying. And if you don't, I'll, I'll kind of spell that out a little more. Do you have an idea of what I'm alluding to? I, I completely know what you're talking about. So uh, how, do, how do we yeah. know if we're going to walk in off the street? How do we know what's a good place to learn and, and what may not be the best place? Yeah, so, gosh, I mean, for one, taking a look at a lot of different martial arts schools is always good. Don't just go to the first one you see or the one with the best deal. Um, if they if they have some type of special black belt package that will get you to your black belt, you probably don't want to sign up at that place because um, self-defense is not what they have in mind. Um, the monetary, the bringing in the money is more kind of along the lines of what they're looking at. You know, if, whenever... Whenever I talk with people, there's there's always a time when, you know, they find out, oh, you're a black belt. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a black belt. And they're like, oh, yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy Johnny's son, he's a black belt. And he's he's 11, and he's not any good. And uh, unfortunately, that, that can happen nowadays. You can have someone who can be a very young black belt and actually not be any good. Right. It's, it's, so, it's not like the end goal, if you will, I want to be a black belt. It's the steps you learn along the way, and hopefully you will learn them uh, in a way in which you can embrace and uh, enact those in your life. I I'm going to tell you one very quick story, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I think it's relevant. In high yeah. school, one of my best friends used to get in fights a lot. He used to get beat up a lot. I went to an all-boy Catholic school, all-boys Catholic school. So one day he tells me he's going to go to a martial arts school. He's going to learn martial arts. So he goes, and over a three, four-month period, again, this is going back a few years, he came in one day with a level of confidence, and he's learning things, and he's telling me, and he's excited. And I, Jeff, I'll never forget it. It was like it was yesterday. It's history class. He tells me he's going to go in and straighten out this thing with this bully that's been picking on him. He goes in the class. Mm. And literally, there's noise. You kind of see chairs being thrown out in the hallway. I'm not over-dramatizing this. This is exactly what happened. And a couple minutes later, I see him thrown out of the room. And he's laying in the hall. And I go up to him, and I'm like, what's going on? These were his words. 
I forgot everything. (laughs) (laughs) So in the moment of throws, in the heat of the battle, it was all gone. Like, so let's just talk about that, how it's a discipline and it's steps and it's not the end goal of getting a black belt. It's what you learn in the interim. Right. Yeah, it sounds like he had a case of um, a little premature confidence. You know, he he learned some good things, but uh, he didn't practice them enough to turn them into muscle memory right. that then is going to be usable when you turn the heat up and the stress is on and someone's trying to hurt you. Right. It makes a big difference. And we have a world uh, we live in. It's, it's a, a world where there's people out there acting in bad ways. So... Let's talk more about the need for people to really consider getting some level of self-defense skills or techniques. Yeah. I mean, it's super important. I think uh, I just saw this just the other day. I think it was, um, I think it says we're all nine meals away from anarchy. Mm. Wow. Saying like that of going, man, if, if you take someone and they miss nine meals, what is that person willing to do? Are they willing to dig in a trash can? Are they willing to break into someone else's house and steal their food? Are they willing to try to take your your wallet, your car, and try to get food for their family? You know, as people get more desperate, they'll be driven to do things more and more. Because normally you'd be like, oh, I live in a nice area. You know, I'm around good people. None of these guys would do anything, but... Yeah, you know, it's it's not the day to day. It's when you run into someone who, yeah, is you know missing their last nine meals, and and they have a desperation about them, and they're, you know, and they're ready to stab you in the stomach with a knife to take your wallet or take your car. You know, if we kind of take that and think about that and go, oh wow, that's, I never thought about it that way. That would kind of lead us down the road of maybe I should be learning some more personal defense, self defense. You know, whether it's hands-on stuff or even, you know, learning how to use, you know, what we call force multipliers, whether that's a tactical pen, a blade, a firearm, a taser. All of these are good options to add to your uh, self-defense arsenal, if, if you know what I mean. I, I do. And, and let me just also add, for those listeners, I want to emphasize this point, and you can speak to it as well. Uh, some listeners may be thinking, oh, this is kind of hard to listen to. This is kind of scary stuff. What we're focusing on is not to be paranoid, but be prepared. There's a big difference between walking around paranoid and, oh, it's bad, and I, I have to any moment something can happen versus preparation versus intention. Exactly. When, uh, when I teach, I, I, I tell people that same thing. Hey, we want to we be prepared, not paranoid. And here's how that looks. I ask the question, at night, do you lock your door? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah. And then I say, well, at night, do you lock your door? And then peek out the window and whisper, they're out there. <laughs> That's kind of the difference between being prepared and paranoid. Paranoid is thinking they're out to get me. Mm-hmm. Prepared is just realizing that there are dangerous people out there and you could come in contact with them. And, and, that's, and that'll kind of set you up to how you want to think about it. Because, you know, we're not out to get anybody. I've never had to use my skill sets that I have in, in a physical way. Uh, I've used some of my 
abilities to talk someone out of stuff and whatnot. But I've never been in a fight. I've never gone around, you know, busting people's heads. It's just, it's not who I am. It's not what I do. And it, it actually, one of the things that training does is it helps us kind of prove to ourselves that we can do something. You know, when I, when I go and I, you know, one of the things I train in is also is uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is uh, ground fighting and grappling and chokes and wrist locks. You know, and I, and I get out there on the floor with skilled people, and, and we smash each other back and forth. And when I'm going up against people that are very highly skilled, I know I'm able to handle myself against someone who's not skilled. I don't, I don't have to have this ego or this chip on my shoulder about, ooh, I want to get in a fight and see if this works. No, nope, I, I know it works. I know how bad someone is who has never done jiu-jitsu. If they've never done jiu-jitsu, man, they come in, they just die on the mat just over and over again. Nothing they do works, and, uh, and that's how it would be on the street. So when someone actually trains and learns, it actually builds up their confidence and their desire to actually test their metal outside of their gym it goes way down mm. and you'll see a lot of times people that have the bully mentality is is they've never gotten that so they're trying to prove who they are by by bullying others right. even, even in the adult life right. you'll see the same thing jeff crothers is director of security here at all things possible ministries uh, victor marks is deployed this is the victor marks show my name is frank sontag i'm just sitting in and and interviewing some of those uh, responsible, uh, standing alongside of Victor and Eileen in doing the work of All Things Possible Ministries. Can we speak for a moment, can you speak for a moment to, and, and you alluded to it, this idea of having faith or being a follower of Christ, and if you're a man, some think, well, Jesus wouldn't be doing martial arts. He just loved everybody and took care of everybody and was compassionate. And so we hear one of the many facets of following Christ. And yet what about the warrior Christ, the warrior Jesus? Can we maybe bust through that little bit of that misunderstanding or that myth in the professional church by which Christian men say, well, no, this isn't what it would be to be a a follower of Christ. Yeah. um, It's funny. I just, I wrote, I wrote a little post about that exact topic not not too long ago and uh one of the ways i started it was was jesus was not a weak white wussy <laughs> he you know he was a strong guy he's he's from the middle east i don't know if you've been to the middle east i've been to the middle east people over there aren't very white they're very tan yeah. and they're dark yeah. and because of the terrain and the lifestyle they're not soft people they're a hardened, tough people. And I think our first mistake in Christianity is we've painted a picture of this guy with long hair and soft hands holding a little lamb mm. or holding a baby. And we've dubbed that, oh, that, that's what Jesus looked like. Mm. And, it, and it's very far from the truth. Um, I mean, he, he didn't necessarily look like that. I mean, he had dark skin. He was, you know, they, he was a mason or he worked with stone. He worked with wood. I don't know if you've ever shaken a blacksmith's hands, but it's, it's like iron. And, and that's more like what it would have felt like shaking Jesus's hand is he, he's, he's got a hand that he works with every single day. 
but he would have a, a tough tenacity uh, in him. You know, and then we do have all those moments where, where Jesus is very kind. He's loving to everyone around him. But there definitely comes a point where, you know, when he sees something going on that's, that's so wrong, you know, he enters into the temple. He, he sits out in front. He makes a whip looking at these guys making money in the church. And then he goes in there, flips the table over, and starts whipping people out of the temple. I mean, that is not, that doesn't seem like a, a meek, mild, or a, a weak, mild mannered Jesus. I mean, that, that's some guy going in there and cleaning out the church. He, you know, people were running from him. You know, we can focus on all the other aspects of, of what Jesus' ministry looked like. But if, if we're looking for it, you know, there are times when he told his disciples and he sent them out and he said, hey, if you don't have a sword, go sell one of your cloaks and get a sword. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, and he never went, you know, in the scriptures, he never goes into then about why they would need a sword. But we don't really need him to go into why, you know. I mean, it wasn't to cut rope and eat their vegetables with. Right. It, it was because there were robbers and muggers that would lay and ambush by the roads that they would be traveling on, and those guys would jump out and try to kill them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way we look at it, the way I look at it, is if I'm on the way to do something that I believe God's asked me to do, and all of a sudden some guy jumps out and is trying to kill me or kill people that are in my party, I'm going to use everything that I can to defend myself in that situation. We, We would consider that a a manifestation of evil yes. coming against us, yes. and, and we would, and we will stop it. I mean, immediately. And, and I think people get it crossed; they get their, they get their wires crossed when you know they think of, um, oh, we have to, um, we have to suffer for the gospel. Right. You know, we can't defend ourselves because, you know, we're we're supposed to be we're supposed to suffer for the gospel. And and I, I think in a way, you know, turning the other cheek for certain things is okay. Allowing a guy to break into my home and take my stuff or hurt my family, that, that is not what I would consider suffering for the gospel. Yep. Yep. Amen. That's well said. And, and something I hear a lot on my radio programs, men absolutely believing, well, they're just supposed to pray for somebody that's broken into their house. And I'm like, no, that, that, that's not what a follower of Christ does. Jeff Crothers is my guest, Director of Security at All Things Possible Ministries. Jeff, we've got about three or four minutes. Maybe in the few moments we have, you can talk more about uh, your role as in-part Director of Security. Um, You go out on high-risk missions, and maybe just share with the listeners a little bit more about ATP and your specific role and what you do. Yeah, you know, my role is very unique, and and I'm extremely blessed. You know, if you haven't noticed, I call Mr. Marks, Mr. Marks. Most people that you meet call him Victor because that's his first name. Um, but me, I have this, he's my martial art instructor. And so I've, I've always, I've called him Mr. Marks for the last 36 years. I started with him when I was a, a young kid and uh, he's been in and out of my life that whole time. And so we kind of have a, a built up of, of trust and he knows who I am and you know, the role that I get to play, aside from being, you know, director of security, is what, what I would call, you know, his, uh, Mr. March's get-it-done guy. When he has something that he can't do or that he needs to get done, 
he calls me and and he can trust me to go and do it. And for the listeners, uh, I don't think I've even mentioned this in our past interviews. Um, they are invited to maybe even visit the training center, spend some time with you, learn about ATP and all the things, all the hands-on things that you and Victor and Chaz and Jeff are doing right now. Yeah, completely. I mean, you can go to victormarks.com forward slash training. That'll put you on the the basic email list for any uh, updates that we have on courses that we have coming out. We do men's events, women events, family events, uh, church security training, concealed carry courses. We do a lot of really interesting stuff out here. Brother, I hope to see you soon and come on out. And um, my goodness, part two, there's going to be a part three, I suspect, because we're, look, there's so much to talk about in the world right now. And the idea of um, following Christ, being a warrior, uh, as you say, being prepared, not paranoid. So many of the thousands of people listening to this broadcast, maybe it's a wake-up call for them. So I thank you for all you do. I thank you for what you do at ATP. I thank you for being a brother in the Lord, and thank you for spending some time with us here on the Victor Mark Show. And I do hope and pray I see you soon, and I love you very much. Hey, thanks, Frank. Great being on the show with you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, too. Jeff Crothers is Director of Security here at All Things Possible Ministries. As Jeff said, Victor Marks, M-A-R-X, VictorMarks.com is our website. And I thank you. My name is Frank Sontag. It's been my honor to sit in for Victor. And you are listening to this, The Victor Mark Show. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.